Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Brandon Scoop B. Robinson, senior writer at Heavy.com and the host of the Scoop B radio podcast. You know, I got to check out my guy, Austin D, because he's making it happen on Austin D radio. Thanks for the intro, Scoop. You guys are tuned in to another edition of Austin D Radio with your boy Austin D. On this episode, we will be discussing Tom Thibodeau and his new deal to become the latest head coach of the New York Knicks, Microsoft and their plan to team up with the NBA to include virtual fans at their bubble games, the real NBA season is set to tip off tomorrow in Orlando, hip-hop artist J. Cole shares his thoughts about basketball in an article he did for the Players' Tribune, and in a new edition of the Fire Round that involves an NBA player quote-unquote breaking the league bubble rules and has social media buzzing. But before we get started, we have a full house today on one side i have a recurring guest that has never beat me on my podcast and failed to tell me that the last dance is now on netflix you guys can find this podcast on spotify and other streaming platforms titled take a chance podcast you guys can follow his instagram at blessed underscore vj the one and only mr vladimir cadet what's up man Listen, I was really gonna tell you that it was on Netflix though, but I got I got got I got um, so caught up in it and I was like, yo, this documentary was great. I can't even lie, that, that documentary was sorry, that was my fault though, but that documentary sorry, it's on Netflix though, if you didn't know that. I'm telling you this now. It's oh, on Netflix, well I I know this now. We'll we'll get into that at another time, all right? But any, right, no anyway problem. anyway. On the other side, I have a part-time battle rapper slash part-time hooper who seems to hit his head at the top of every door he walks through and stands at a height of six feet, six inches. I'm surprised this dude is not in the league yet, but you guys can follow him on his Instagram at underscore it's soul world. Mr. Dennis Hudson is in the building. Thanks for sliding through, brother. Yeah, appreciate you having me on your podcast. Man, man, what's been taking you so long, man? Man, you, you know the pandemic. The, the world is like in a frenzy right now. Everybody's mind ain't like ain't settled at this moment and stuff like that. So like everybody just trying to wait for the world to get back to normal. So you know everybody just you know ripping and running. So. Yeah, man, it it'd it be like that. I mean, this quarantine has been it's been keeping me locked in the house for for about three months, man. I've been stuck playing 2K or listening to to YouTube music. You feel me? We, we all been trying to keep sane here, man. We all we all trying to keep sane during this pandemic, man. Like Dennis said. Now we're gonna go ahead and start off with the podcast. Tom Thibodeau finalized a five year deal to be the coach of the New York Knicks, and Tom Thibodeau is in his going into his eleventh season with a winning percentage of 58.9%, a record of 352 and 246 after he came off of eight seasons with Chicago and his last couple of seasons with Minnesota. So, Vlad, I'm going to go ahead and get this started off with you. What do you think about this move, and is it good for the New York Knicks moving forward? Man, in my opinion, the only person who coached the Knicks is Jesus Christ himself. The Knicks are just a disaster. I mean, Tom Thibodeau, he's a good coach, but honestly, if it was my opinion, I would have want Mark Jackson as the head coach. I don't know why Mark Jackson been out of a job so long. I mean, he basically started the Golden State Warriors. Steve Kerr didn't. You know, I mean, Steve Kerr took them over that hump. But, you know, Mark basically built that team from the ground up. But Tom is a good coach. I mean, you feel me? Like, he's been, the furthest he's been was in um, the conference finals in 2010-2011. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. But um, I think that's when uh, D-Rose was back in, in his prime before, you know, his knees had done went out. But he had he had a couple of good seasons Um. He missed the playoffs once, and then the other season, the, the, the Timberwolves had them fired him. You know, midway through the season, I don't know what was the the reasoning for that, but he had a, he had a couple of good seasons under his belt, and he's a good coach. You feel me? Like I'm not gonna say like he's he's a bad coach or he's you know he's decent, but he's a good coach. But it's just like every coach that the Knicks get, you feel me? Doesn't I wouldn't say it's the the, the coach's fault, but it's just like the Knicks culture is just toxic. 
Like, I don't know, it's just something about it. Like, you can't really, like, blame the coach for it, you feel me? Because I even like the days, um, the David Fisdale hiring. I like him as the coach, but you feel me? It's just New York, there's just something wrong with it. Like, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's, like, you know, the environment or probably doling himself or what it is. But I don't know. They just can't really seem to, like, get over that hump. So hopefully, I mean, Tom, um, Tom or Tim, whatever his name is, he puts them <laughs> over that hump. Sorry about um, excusing his name, but um, they're definitely he's definitely gonna have to. I know he's gonna use R.J. Barrett a lot because he's basically the the next right now. I mean, he's he's still in his rookie season, you know, because NBA just came back. I mean, they're not in the bubble, but he's gonna be using R.J. Barrett a lot, and you have to build pieces around R.J. Barrett in order to be successful. So we'll see how that goes. For me, when I look at it, I'm I'm right on board with you, Vlad, because. The New York Knicks for what almost three decades have been dang near the laughing stock of the NBA. And Vlad, you know this. I alluded to this on previous episodes when talking about just the New York Knicks culture where the greatest time that they had within the past decade was was uh, that Carmelo Anthony era and they possibly could have a, could have had a, another amazing era moving forward if they would if they would have uh, kept Kristaps Porzingis. But but yeah, when I when I look at this, it's something that I don't and I don't mean to touch the race card on this, but it it kind of is, and I'm glad I'm glad David West took this. I remember I was reading an article by Yahoo Sports, and he was saying that basically in a nutshell, he was basically saying that you know all these all the white head coaches, um, regardless of whatever you know treacherous situation they were in before, whatever coach team they were coaching before, whether it was a losing record or whatnot, they always got multiple chances. They always got to see things through. Whereas when it comes to black head coaches, you don't see many of those in the league. There's really a total of only about seven head coaches within the NBA right now, and you look at. I remember I, lo- I, I saw this. I saw this stat the other night. I was uh, as I was doing my research. Where, and I really didn't need research for this. But let's just be honest. Over eighty percent of the league is African American. I mean, let's just be honest. So why not have coaches? And it, and this goes for executives too. Why not have coaches and executives that look like the players? At least more of those that are on the court. And you know that are, that are bringing in the income. And all around, I just don't think this is a good move for the Knicks. Culture is toxic. Yeah, I don't like. I said I don't see what New York Knicks seeing. Seeing Thibodeau, I don't know what Leon Rose or Worldwide West, I don't know what they see in them, but hey, I ho- hopefully it works out for them and hopefully they get back on the winning track. Personally, like I said, I'm going to keep laughing at them because they're going to keep losing. Just just look at Stephen A. Smith, look at Max Kellerman. They're disgusted to be New York Knicks fans. And you can see it on the face every day. What about you, Dennis? Well, you know, uh, being originally from New York, I ain't showing no favoritism. So, when it comes to Tom Thibodeau being, like, the new head coach for the Knicks, I'm kind of 50-50 on it because even though Tom Thibodeau has a winning percentage as a head coach and he's more known for his defensive philosophy, the New York Knicks, like, this past season or this current season we're going through at this moment, was in a lot of close games. So, it was like, what is your main purpose of being a new head coach if they really need to have a uh, head coach like Mike Jackson to unlock their official potential. I mean, you got Kevin Knox, you got Dennis Smith Jr., who doesn't get any PT. Um, you got R.J. Barrett. So it's like, you have a collective group of offensive players that can score, but I don't think Tom Tillardo is the right coach to unlock their potential on the offensive end. Now, they may take another step forward as far as on the defensive side of the court, but outside of that, like, giving him a five-year deal, I would have gave him, like, a one- or two-year deal, like, prove, like, you can change the culture in a certain amount of time and see if you can change anything about the organization. But as we all know, the Knicks has been dysfunctional for a while. So 
this is the this is the main reason why a lot of um, trades or free agency look to go to the Brooklyn Nets, even though they're like thirty minutes apart from each other. Am glad I'm glad I wanted to direct this towards you as well when I was making this statement. So with the New York Knicks, you want to know the last time the last time they made the playoffs. Guess guess who their head coach was, and guess what color he was. He was he was Af- he was African American. Mike Woodson. You might you might know him. It was back. I believe it was either twenty twelve or twenty fourteen. Somewhere around that time where the Knicks last made the playoffs. I remember Mike Woodson was their was their last head coach to actually take them to the playoffs. But yeah, um, Dennis, I feel bad for you <laughs> being that being that you're from New York. I almost forgot that. Uh, I didn't want to bring it up because you know I didn't want to get you in your feelings. <laughs> Dennis did make a great point because I, I, I wanted to ask a question on for, for both of y'all for that because he actually did make a great point because I didn't know that, that he signed the five-year deal. So my question to the both of you was, do you think that that he will see this five-year deal all the way through or is it just going to be like another coach, like a head coach um, dead and gone? Like, you know, you, if you're not successful, like Dennis said, in like a year or two, you're gone after that. Yeah. Or do you think he'll just, he'll, he'll, he'll see this five-year contract throughout? Per- personally for me, I don't. I don't see how he lives this contract out. I, I may maybe I see two, three years max before he gets the boot. You ain't, and and I don't. I don't think this again. I think it's gonna have a little to do with him, and also just like it's the Knicks culture in general, where they're impatient. They they want to see a winner so bad, and and you can't you can't blame them. I mean, shoot, if I was a part of if I was a part of a fan base whose team hadn't won a NBA championship within the past three decades. No, the last time they won was in 1973. Like, if I was a part of a fan base like that, of course I'll be starving and I'll be hungry for my team or my respect, my respective team to come come and bring me a championship. But no, nah, Tom Thibodeau isn't going to have this. He's not going to outlive this contract. He's going to be gone two or three years. Simple as that. New York, New York Knicks fans do not get mad at me. I'm just telling you the truth. The Brooklyn Nets are better than y'all. And just to go for just to go for baseball, the New York Yankees are better than y'all. So who come? Who really wants to come to see you guys play? And don't do not act like you guys were not wearing brown paper bags over your faces at one point because the Knicks were doing that bad. I'm just saying. I can't see Tom Thibodeau being the head coach for five years. Like the deal still shocks me because it's like who would give Tom Thibodeau five years on a losing team? Like I see if it was a a winning culture or something where it's like, oh, they just need help on the defensive side so he could come in and change that. But the Knicks just dysfunctional in general. Like, they're organized. They're very impatient. Like, if they were to take the route like Philadelphia did, like the Sixers, when they, like, try to rebuild within three, four years, and now look at them, they're a powerhouse team in the East. So it's like, you have to be patient in order to get results. But New York just don't, the Knicks in particular, don't rock like that. I agree with the both Like Austin said, once they gave away Porzingis, it was a wrap. Yeah, man. Like I said, hopefully they could turn something around. But anyway, moving on to our next topic. Microsoft is planning to team up with the NBA to include virtual fans at the bubble games down in Orlando. And so by an official statement, according to Microsoft.com, um, the Microsoft team is calling this project the Together Mode, where they're using AI segmentation technology to bring people together into a shared background, like at a conference room, coffee shop, or an arena, using scientific principles or cognition and social perception so basically this is something you know to kind of make you know the home the home advantage feeling more you know more susceptible when it comes to playoff time so vlad i'm like i want to kick this off with you how does this make you feel and does this does this kind of alter the way you look at basketball at least for now or going into the future and you know what kind of been your thoughts throughout the first few games concerning the scrimmages um 
the virtual fans, I'm not really a, a big fan of. Um, I think I've seen, like, when it was, I forgot who the Heat was scrimmaging. And um, I've seen, like, you know, they had, like, their actual fans at, like, at their arena, and they showed it on the screen. Like, that's something that I would like to see from, because that's, like, you know, that's, you know, it's real people. It's not, like, virtual, you know, you feel me? Like, virtual does, I understand, like, we're in a technology age, like, day and age, and, you know, technology is progressing, but, you know, it's not 2K. So, I want to see no virtual fans on a, you feel me, in an actual NBA game. Like, you could just have, like, fans at your home arena stadium, you feel me? Like, you don't got to fill it up because, obviously, because of, of COVID um, reasons. I don't want nobody catching corona, but a limited number would be fine. You know, just show them on the screen. You feel me? That would be, like, that would make it feel more real that, that you know, that um, the fans is there and that the atmosphere there is there and that the team can feed off, feed off on. Because if I'm a player... I can't feed off of, of, of a, um, virtual fans. Like like I said, it's not 2K. It's an actual game. But, I mean, I do understand because we do live in a technology-based era. And we're looking, you know, technology is improving every, literally every single day, every single minute, every single second. But for me, I don't I don't like it. I don't like it. I would just say, like, have a limited number of fans at your arena. Show them up on the screen. You know, they could support you they could scream you know do whatever they want to do you feel me because it'll it feel like you're at you know you're at your home stadium like it feels it feels real more than just virtual fans and you're just looking at the, the screen you like what like what the hell is this that's just me though that's just my opinion what about you dennis how you feeling man i'm not a big fan of it either um i wish they would have came up with like some kind of procedure where they allowed uh, a limited number of fans to like actually be in a bubble i mean the players and everybody part of the staff that got tested before then. So it's like, why not like do the same thing for fans? I mean, e- either that, or you can actually have like, like if they were to come up with some technology way of having actual fans, like watching the game, like while the scrimmages or the regular season game is coming on mm-hmm. or like transpiring at the time where it's like, you can actually see the fans like, part inside the bubble but maybe i'm just thinking too far ahead that's probably just saying this probably just something they trying to see if it will work to see if it will give the players a feeling of being like on their home court or whatnot mm-hmm. but as far as the virtual fans um not too much of a fan of it but i get it but i just don't think it's gonna be that much of an impact on the players anyway oh my you know what I try not to disagree with y'all too much, especially Vlad. Vlad knows this um, according to you know the past episodes and what what not that we did together. By the way, those are doing good. Thank you, Vlad. No problem, man. Thank you, man. That's, <laughs> no. that, that's you, man. That's not me. That's all you. Thank you, thank you. But anyway, to get back to the point, you guys are some spoiled brats. You got I mean, you guys are lucky we had basketball back in the first place. And you guys are really gonna condemn them for trying to make it at least somewhat suitable to the viewers. How, how selfish can you guys be? For the past few months, ever since the league was suspended, you guys were complaining, including me. Oh, we need that. We want the league back. We want the league back, you know, knowing that, it, knowing that there's COVID and, you know, racial injustice out there. We, we want the league back. Da, 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 da. Now that they brought the league back, you guys are still complaining. Oh, wait, there's no fans. Dennis, if you want that, make a whole big Zoom call. Matter of fact, email Adam Silver. Go to the NBA website and email Adam Silver himself your opinion. Because I, honestly, I don't think that's going to happen. This is about as best you're going you gonna to get out of this kind of situation. Look, we're all in unprecedented, unprecedented times. So, you know, we're going to have to go to different sorts of routes, you know, to entertain the fans and whatnot. Look, I'm just lucky to have basketball back. You know, it kicks off tomorrow. But, you know, at least coming up with this idea. And Vlad, I told you this on multiple occasions. 
Adam Silver has been the most progressive um, commissioner, at least in the four major sports that that I can think of. Adam Silver has been progressive in doing this and so trying to supply his fans with the most suitable content that he can. So the fact that you guys are complaining, I kind of find that a little selfish and obnoxious, if you ask me. No, no, no. Don't get me wrong. I'm happy basketball is back because, like I said, I hated watching these corn-owned games. And all of these other games on ESPN that didn't make any sense to me. No no disrespect to anybody out there who watches it. But like I said, it's not if I wanted virtual fans, I would play 2K. I don't play 2K, but if I wanted virtual fans, I would go on my PS4 right now and play a game and look at these virtual fans. Like like it's just different. Like I I agree with Dennis that I don't know if they could make like, you know, like people like, you know, people actually watching the games and like you're projecting that, but it's just a different feel when you have virtual fans and actual fans. It's just different. That's all I'm saying. Like, you feel, I'm happy basketball is back, but, like, what the hell is I'm, I'm, am I going to do with virtual fans? Like, if I wanted that, I would play 2K or I would play Madden. Virtual fans right. are not going to do nothing for me. You feel right. me? Like, like, even, even, like, the, how, the, how the scrimmage has been going, I would take it, the, the format is going right now without the virtual fans. The staff and the teammates is enough for me. Thank you. <laughs> y'all funny, man. Y'all, I, I can't believe that. But, man, like I said, man, like I said, I'm just glad to see basketball back and that it's returning tomorrow. But anyway, before we get on to the next topic, man, have you guys ever thought about starting your own podcast? What better time than now? While most people see it as a tall task, Buzzsprout makes starting a podcast easier than ever before. Trust me, I was scared to start my podcast too, but it has easily been the best decision I have ever made. Buzzsprout offers you the proper tools to launch a professional podcast and have your episodes listed to all major streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and many more. You'll also have a professional-looking website for your podcast with features including audio players that can help you drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening to your podcast, and tools to promote your episodes, and much more. Buzzsprout will be committed to helping you succeed in your podcast journey as they will upload weekly blogs, videos, and resources to help you navigate the ins and outs of podcasting. To start your own podcast and to get a $20 Amazon gift card, go to the link in the show notes. It lets Buzzsprout know that your boy Austin D sent you and helps support the show. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout and get your message out to the world. Buzzsprout, the easiest way to start a podcast. But anyway, man, guys, next up on the list, the NBA season is set to return tomorrow with one of the marquee games being one of the L.A. matchups that we've all been dying to see. That's right, the Lakers and the Clippers. So I'm going to go ahead and start, start this off with Dennis. How you feeling, man? How you feeling about the NBA restarting and, you know, actually getting to some games that actually count towards playoff seeding? I actually, I'm ready. Like, when they first shut down the NBA season due to Rudy Gobert, which is crazy because Utah Jazz was just about to play OKC. And, you know, I'm, like, the biggest OKC fan ever. So it was like, dang. But the fact that it's back, playoff positioning in the West is kind of tight between the number two seed and the number six seed. So I'm just ready to see if OKC can make it to the second seed because they're only four games behind the Clippers right now. And we got eight games to make up for it. So I'm just ready to watch all the games at this point. What about you, Vlad? Let's go. Let's get it on, man. Like, this is, like you said, like, we've been without basketball basically since, like, spring break, so, like, three months. You know, we have been without a basketball game, and now that basketball is back, thanks to Adam Silver and the steps that he took, and, you know, we're actually having games that's counting towards the season and the playoff seeds. 
it's just like now it's really like who really wants it you feel me because we've been like y'all been off for so long so at the end of the day like you know at the beginning of the season of course like you know that's that's what you you're, you're looking to win a championship but you know especially in these times right now it's like who wants it more and i'm gonna lie i'm glad that dennis is on the zoom call because i mean i said this to you austin but i gotta say to dennis because i forgot he was an okc fan I never expected OKC to be in a position that they are right now. I'm not going to lie, Dennis. I didn't even have y'all making the postseason. And the fact that y'all got the same record as the Rockets in the Western Conference with just like Chris Paul and um, Andre Robinson just had none, had none came back off of his injury. I'm not going to lie. The the Thunders, they're they making some noise. I can't even much front because after they made that trade with Westbrook and um and Chris Paul, I was like, yeah, the Rock, the, the Thunder not going anywhere. They're not, they, they won't even see the postseason. And this year, they're just... I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it was just Westbrook or if Chris Paul just he just have a chip on his shoulder because he was upset that he was traded or what it is. But y'all 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 balling this year. But yes, I'm happy basketball is back, man. I'm, I'm happy for it. Like I said, I'm with both of you guys. Me being a basketball fiend, you know, being that this podcast is also NBA podcast. By the way, if you guys didn't know, but. <laughs> But anyway, Vlad, I, I want to ask you this question, right? So with the 22 teams coming back, you know, playing for playoff seating, whatnot, trying to get, you know, trying to get a run at the championship in this in this kind of bubble situation, right? Who was the most slept on player going into this bubble? And who, what, what kind of player will make that difference come playoff time? Man, I ain't going to lie. I'm, I'm honestly going to shock myself by saying this, but LeBron, in my opinion. Wait, wait, the fact that wait, that's a shot? Yeah. It is a shock. To me, it is a shock because I'm just, the reason why I said LeBron is because, like I said, this man, you know, prior before to, you know, last season, been to eight straight finals. You feel me? He missed one season because, you know, he had that growing injury. The Lakers didn't make the playoffs and everybody called him washed up king. He's too old. He can't do it. You feel me? LeBron, how old is LeBron? 36, right? 35. He turns 36 this, uh, this December 30th. All right. Thank you. So 35 years old. You would, like, most guys, when they get to that age, like, their body begins to, to wear down. You can't, like, you feel me? Like, your body's not as young as it used to be. But I don't know what training LeBron goes through, what, what he does with his, because I know he spends a lot of money on his body. Like, I know it's at least over a mil. But what whatever LeBron is doing with his body, like, it's ridiculous that he can still, like, keep up with, like, you know, these young guys that's on the court right now. You feel me? Like, just looking at LeBron and like coming from 2003 as a as a rookie, 18 year old kid to see what he's done now. You feel me? Like I said, aside from the finals record, everything speaks for itself. LeBron has been that dude, and this year he's been he like he's on like I said he's on the mission. He wants that title. I see it in his face. He wants it. You feel me? Like he wanted it at the beginning of the season. You feel me? When basketball was gone, you know, when Kobe had none died. Rest in peace to Kobe. It still doesn't even sound right when I say it. It just added more fuel to the fire. So LeBron is on a mission to bring LA back that championship that, you know, their last championship was in what, 2010, 2009, 2010? 2010, they won that over the Celtics in seven games. Well, thank you. So like, it's been, so it's been a decade, basically. It's been 10 years since um the Lakers last won their championship. So LeBron is on a mission to bring it back to LA. And I think, I honestly think he's going to do it. Like I picked them from the beginning of the season. They're still my pick to win it this year. So it's LeBron for me. For me, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with three players. And yes, they all played for, played for the same team. I'm going with Kyle Kuzma, J.R. Smith, and Mr. Philly Cheese. That's right, Dion Waiters. Um, for, uh, thank you for one for me. When you when we're looking at the scoring averages of the top two scorers, you know, of the Lakers, you don't even have to do no research. Of course, you know it's Anthony Davis leading the way. 
with about 27 points per game. And then you got LeBron right behind him, 26 points per game. And the third leading scorer, which is Kyle Kuzma, at 12.5 points per game. And I know when I look, I've always had high hopes on Kuzma. And I was always questioning how he was going to fit in this position where he's the third star beside AD and LeBron. And when I look at Kyle Kuzma, I remember I told you this, but even though he's someone who's unpredictable, I saw I saw a flash of him becoming himself into the season when they played the Clippers on Christmas Day. So if and for me, I really I really just want to see it all put together on a consistent basis, right? Because I think we all know Kuzma was the steal of the draft a few years back. And we saw the way that he blossomed his rookie year last year. Well, excuse me. Yeah, his rookie year this year as well. I really think he's going to have to step up come playoff time. I really think he's going to get going. He's more so of a wild card, let me say that. And with JR and Philly Cheese, those two right there, I think, could provide more spacing than anything on the late, when the Lakers are on the floor, right? Especially with LeBron because with LeBron, you need shooters on the floor. And so far into the season, up until up until the suspension, right? The Lakers were about middle of the pack in terms of three-point percentage where they were shooting 35 per, 35% from the field um, from three-point land. So I really think the, ad, the addition of those two, um, I really think those two can provide some much-needed scoring um, from the perimeter. And especially with Deion Waiters as well, where not only can he shoot and get hot, I'm glad you know this because he played with the Heat, Start off his career, um, he went from Cleveland, traded to OKC, Miami Heat, whatnot, right? You see, you've seen him play the, the boy can hoop whenever he wants to, right? Whenever he has it turned on, when he's not, when he's not eating the brownies, <laughs> let me, let me, let me say that. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, um, I, I, I really, I really believe in those two. And I saw the summer league game between those two where they dropped what 20, 20 and eighteen. I think it was Jr. dropped twenty. Dion dropped 18. So those two combined, I really think those two can do a lot for the Lakers going into the going into the playoffs. So my most slept on player coming back into the NBA season, call me bias if you want. But I'm saying Chris Paul. And the main reason I'm saying Chris Paul is because of who, the players he has to his disposal. And the fact that you just got Andre Robertson back, which is like one of the he, he was all defensive second team before he had his gruesome injury two seasons ago. So you have him back, the guard, the uh, the opposing team's best player. And I was watching OKC when they played the Sixers on uh, Sunday. And the commentator said OKC might actually have the most athletic roster in the entire league. So it's already hard to score on them. And you already added, and you added Andre Robinson back to the mix. And Chris Paul being the oldest player on the roster, and he has a lot of young players around to work with, is really on him to unlock the potential out of everybody this season. So I'm calling, I'm classifying Chris Paul as my most slept on person, um, most slept on player in the NBA. Because with him, I actually see OKC making it to the second round. I don't see them getting no further than that. But a second round is like. Very possible. Yeah, because in the second round, you guys, if anything, you guys probably going to maybe run, in, run into, what you got, what do you guys see that, what, I think fifth? Was it fourth or we fifth? We just right now, and it was. Fifth, so right now you guys be looking at a four or five matchup, which with, with Houston, right? So, like I said, I think you guys can, be, can beat them in that series. Um, but like I said, yeah, you're right. You guys aren't probably going to get past second round because then, like, if the seeds hold up, you guys are running to the Lakers first round. I don't see it happening. I say the series probably goes five games at the most. Um, but besides that, yeah. 
Huh, you you're right, you're right, man. Matter of fact, we got a clippers topic, man. You you gonna you gonna love this one. But anyway, man, <laughs> anyway, mo- moving on to the final topic of the regular round, man. So I know Dennis is gonna love this one. So hip hop artist J. Cole wrote an article in the Players Tribune titled The Audacity, where he highlighted the possibility of possibly making a NBA debut, shall I say, right? After one of his studio albums. So Dennis, I'm gonna go ahead and get this kicked off with you being that J. Cole is one of, if not your favorite artist in the whole wide world. What are your thoughts on this? And, you know, could he have really made an a NBA debut if he wanted to? Or should he have just focused focus the music and, you know, and let that be his calling? Oh, uh, J. Cole could have been the GOAT. Oh, my goodness. Pass Michael Jordan. Pass LeBron James. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But, <laughs> but uh, J. Cole, believe it, believe it or not, J. Cole is very talented in basketball. Like, if, oh. you, if you had watched him in the celebrity basketball game, I think it was like three years ago. He's actually a good hooper. So I wouldn't have been surprised if he would have like made a run in the NBA and actually would have been a great rotational player. And, and, you, and you know what's funny, Dennis? A lot of people who don't you know, follow J. Cole, of course, like me and you, a lot of people don't know that this man really could have played ball at St. John's College with uh, St. John's University, where where he was, um, where he graduated from, and, they, right. they, and people don't know that this man really played high school ball. Grew up to be what, what, six three, six four. So he had the size for the NBA. Well, like I said, and I and I like where he noted in his article. You know, you know, he had you know, he kind of had to assess himself realistically. You know, he had to work on his ball handling. And I I remember this this one line where he basically said that you know he could have been a lifetime fitness all star, but you know until somebody real stepped onto the court into the wreck, whatnot, they're going to expose his weaknesses. And like, well, let's just not act like you know rappers want to pursue basketball or something new. I mean, look at let's say you could look at um whatchamacallit you guys could look at percy miller you know aka master p a lot of people don't know right. a lot of people don't know he had a brief stint in the nba where um with, with the raptors yeah with the raptors so you know ball players want to be rappers rappers want to be ball players that's nothing new within nba nothing new within music i believe that that's something that's always been going on and i i believe those two go hand in hand with each other just look at just look at dame dollars what a man can rap and he can drop 50 on your head any night exactly what about you, Vlad? How you you feel you feel you feel anything, man? I feel the same way the same the same way that both of y'all do, man. Because I just found out myself that J Cole was a walk one on on at Saint um what was it again Saint John's um University? So yeah, Saint John's University. Like I didn't even know that myself, but I did watch the celebrity game and he got he got, he got skills, man. I ain't gonna lie, J Cole J Cole could ball, man. Gotta you feel me? Be versatile. You feel me? I mean, you could you know have you know you got two separate careers. I mean. Dion played football and, and basketball. I mean, look at um, football and baseball. Look at Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson basically did it all. You feel me? So, and like y'all said, uh, Percy Miller, um, Romeo dad had a brief had a brief stint in the NBA. You feel me? It wasn't long, but I feel like J Cole could have honestly, like you know, like Dennis, said, be a good rotational player. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing him if he wanted to play basketball because I mean, like I said, watching the celebrity game, he got handles. I ain't gonna lie, he he got some moves on him. I, I give him that. And, well, he could have got drafted by OKC and he would have took us to the final. Dennis, be realistic. But, I, I, I ain't going that far. No, I, ain't, I ain't going that far. But, but yeah, I mean, Dennis, I know the game you're referring to. You're talking about that, that All-Star game. Uh, I believe, I think it was, I want to say it was in 2011, 2012, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I remember that game. I remember Common was in that game, too. I remember Common was guarding him a lot. Common, the rapper from Chicago. He, he was guarding J. Cole a lot in that game, man. J, J. Cole was making some moves. And I remember at the All-Star game in Charlotte, you you remember J Cole almost really J Cole low key almost dunked the ball. People people were surprised right. and taken away. He got ups. 
He, he, he do, man. He do. But anyway, Vlad, you already know what time it is. Somebody ring the alarms. That's right, man. It is the fire round, and we're going to kick it off. We're going to get it started with NBA 2K21 releasing their list of artists for the NBA 2K21 soundtrack. So, Vlad, I'm going to start with you, man. So, when you saw the list, what are, what are some surprising artists you saw on the list, or what is one particular artist that caught your eye that made the list? Um, I, I'm not gonna lie. When you sent me that, like I, I I searched up the list and I was like, oh, Austin was right. This this list is fire because I do like you know the people that they chose on there. But you know, two people that really like stuck out in my eyes. You know, the first one, I mean, R. P. to Pop Smoke. You feel me? Like that gone gone way too soon. But I like the fact that they added him on here. And another person who plays in the NBA is Dame Lillard. Dame can rap. I don't know, like, you feel me? Like, I mean, Austin, I know, I, mean, I don't know if Dennis is in it, but Austin, Austin, you know about Dame. You feel me? Like, my favorite song from Dame is Louis to the Soil featuring Lil Wayne. Y'all go listen to that, you feel me? Like, that song is dope. But having Damian Lillard, a basketball player, on the, on the 2K soundtrack, that's big. Like, you feel me? Like, that, that's huge, man. And to see that, that's what, that honestly surprised me out of all the other artists. I mean, Polo G, Lil T. DJ, you know, all of those other artists, I ain't really like, those are artists that I, you know, that I mess with, that I like, but, you know, it's not really a surprise to me that they're on there, especially, like, the years that they're having right now, Juice World, RP to him, too, you know, the, the years that, they, that they're having, but Dame Lillard, to be a basketball player and to have, you know, your, your you know, like a song or two, maybe three on NBA 2K, that's how you know you beat it. Uh, like, that's, that, I mean, making it to the league is one thing, but to have your song on the, on the, on the, um, on the game, that's, that's another thing right there. So shout out to Dean for you on that one, man. That, that's the one that surprised me. Um, when I looked at the, the actual track list of the 2K21 uh, soundtrack, well, I'm a, like, I'm a big fan of Juice World, RIP to Juice World, and I'm a big fan of Lil Baby. So I was happy to see those two on the soundtrack. There's a lot of people on the soundtrack I don't listen to, so it was like I looked at the track list and I wasn't like moved by much. But... When I seen Damian Lillard was on there, I was like, hey, that's kind of crazy that a person that's on the game actually has a song of their own on the soundtrack of the game. So it was like, you never know, that could open doors for a lot of players in the NBA. They could have had Victor Oladipo, with, you know, Oladipo does R&B. So he could have had an R&B track on the soundtrack, Kevin Durant route. So he could have had a song on the, on the actual soundtrack as well. Gordon, so it's like... Gordon do a little something. See, so it's like Lonzo Ball route. Like, this could open the doors for a lot of NBA players to have their own subtitled tracks on the actual gaming soundtrack. Oh, hold on, hold on, Dennis. You think you slick. Hey, I'm, I'm glad you a student of basketball history. Not a lot of people knew that that KD and LeBron really had a song. That song really been in the works. They just released it like last year, a couple years ago. But that song really, that song was already in the works. It was just unreleased. So, so I'm glad you brought that up. You you a smart basketball mind. But I mean, for me, the the one I'm not gonna say he's surprising because I see him as you know possibly in the next big thing. But Jack Harlow, right? Jack Harlow. For me, I listen to. I know I heard what's popping. I heard the remix to what's popping with Lil Wayne, the baby, Tory Lanez, all that, right? But Going back and listen to his projects, I really do see, you know, Jack Harlow's being next up. And somebody who can actually really, you know, run the rap game moving forward. But um, just looking at it in its totality, Dame, look, like like Vlad said, I, I fell in, I fell in love with Dame Dollar. Not the day that he got drafted because I didn't know a lot of a lot about him at Weber State. I knew he was, you know, leading the conference and scoring and whatnot, dropping 29, 30 pieces, whatever. But I remember the, I became a fan of his when he dropped that freestyle on Sway. I'm like, man, look, man, hey, this hey, this dude different. This dude is different. 
But moving on, man. Look, L.A. Clippers guard Lou Williams is under investigation for leaving the NBA bubble and quote unquote breaking, you know, quarantine rules. Um, originally, it was stated that he went he went um, he left the bubble to attend family reasons to attend a funeral of a friend, um, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, pictures started to surface around with um, him taking pictures with Jack Harlow at the at the infamous Atlanta strip club titled. Magic City. I look. I don't know anything about it, but that, hey, but just know Lou Lou Williams is a, is from Atlanta. He's from Georgia, so you know this is this was nothing new for him. So, Dennis, let me get this started with you, man. How, what are your feelings on this situation? And is the media kind of just blowing this out of proportion? Is just is it, is it just something that needs to die down? Um, how I looked at it, it's like he is kind of in the wrong because it's like you know the official rules of the bubble. So it's like, why would you even lie to do such an act of going to the strip club? Like, you actually said you was attending a family situation and that turned out not to be the case. No, no, no. No, 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 Dennis, he, he did, but I'm talking I'm talking about afterwards. He, he went to Magic City and got, got the wings and whatnot. Well, too. So it's like, it, it could be looked at as a, as a bigger issue a bigger issue than it being taken as, mm. but you are putting yourself at risk out the bubble anyway. So it's like, you have to follow protocol. And I'm pretty sure the way how, you know, sports operate when it comes to stuff like this, it may be some consequences handled, and that might be a bad thing for the Clippers going into the playoff. What about, how you, how you feeling about it, Vlad? Just like Dennis said, man, you not you not only putting yourself at risk, you putting others at risk. Like I understand the reason why he left because it was a close family friends, you know, funeral. But I mean, look at it. But I mean, Caruso didn't go to his own sister's wedding. You feel me? I mean, I'm not trying to like you know like you Com- know, compare the like two. I, say, I don't know how close like Blue and and him they, they were. You feel me? Because at the end of the day, like you know, family comes first. But the fact that Caruso stayed and like, you know in the bubble, you know, I mean. Come on now, like like I said, like you're not only putting yourself at risk, you're putting everybody else at risk, you know. And like you know, like Lou said, you know, what I mean, they got they got the best wings, right? You feel me? <laughs> so I mean, Stephen A. called it. He was like, guys got needs, you know. And if that if Jack Harlow, like you said, you know, be your surprise artist, if he never posted that Instagram post, who knows how long Lou would have been there for? You feel me? Nobody would have honestly never known. So I mean, come on, Lou, you got to be much smarter than that, hey. like you. You messed up. You, you, you messed up at the end of the day. And, and, and you know what's funny? Jack, Jack Carlo basically tried to, you know, try to clean it up, try to redact it, you know, saying, oh, that's an old picture. But if you look at the picture closely, that was clearly NBA bubble admitted mask for all NBA players in the bubble. And for me, like, I, I know the thought of it is funny. You know, Lou Will has wings named after him. You know, the, the Lou Will lemon, honey barbecue, whatever, right? Like, I know it's a good laugh to get, but... Like to your guys' point, it is something serious we're dealing with COVID nineteen, and it and it's actually killing people out here. So, like you said, I don't know. You you never know the ramification that this could have on the bubble because you know this bubble is just working on a hinge. We're, we're lucky we got we got through about eighty percent of the NBA season. So you know with this kind of sped up season, the condensed season, we know we're kind of fast tracking everything. And yeah, man, I like I said, I just really I really think Lou Will's in the wrong, and even 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 Kendrick Perkins called him out on his ish. So. And then, you know, he got mad. You know, Lou, you know, you was in the wrong. Don't don't argue back at it. You know, just let it be what it be. But anyway, 
On to the final topic of the fire round. This is not so much more of a discussion, but more so of a shout out. Shout out to my man Stephen A. Smith as he recently made the cover of HBCU Times Magazine. And just for the folks out there who don't know, Stephen A. Smith went to a HBCU Winston-Salem State University. So shout out to him, man. I love to give my praise to him, man. Shout out. So that's a big accomplishment for, for Stephen A. right there. Stephen A. is honestly the reason why I wanted to be a sports commentator because if it wasn't for that, I would have been an engineer and I would have been suffering right now. But shout out to Stephen A. Smith because my mom had him put on the TV on first take and I seen him. You feel me? To be a black person at that, no matter what names they call him, whatever they say about him, Stephen A., you can't, you can't knock his hustle. You feel me? You can't. The man is making $10 million a year. Come on now. Like, all of us, you know, all of us would like to be in that, in that type of position. But shout out to him and especially coming from an HBCU. You know, that feel, you know, that gives me even more confidence that, like, you feel me? If he could do it, then I could do it. So. That's right, man. HBCUs run the world. Shout out to my man Uncle Shea Sharp too. You know he went to Savannah State. HBCUs running this thing, man. You are, you guys already know. But man, that brings us to the conclusion of this episode, man. You guys can find Mr. Vladimir Cadet at blessed underscore VJ on Instagram. You guys can also find his podcast titled Take a Chance Podcast on Spotify and all other streaming platforms. Vlad, thank you for coming through to the studio, man. Uh, I love you, player. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me, man. You have a blessed day, man. Take care. Yes, sir. Thank you, thank you, Dan. Thank you, yeah. thank you for sliding too, Dennis. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's up, y'all? It's your boy Austin D here. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of Austin D Radio. And if you guys would like to catch up on any previous episodes, you guys can find it on your Apple Podcast app. All you got to do is type in Austin D Radio. You guys can also follow me on Instagram at underscore just Austin D. And remember, Austin D Radio is home of all trending NBA news.